Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This episode of College Chaos, sponsored by The Engine, is focusing on the upcoming decisions that seniors have to make. Most people have been getting their, their acceptances, and, and even people who knew where they were going originally, months ago, have a decision to make based on what colleges are doing. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. College is not going to look the way everybody anticipated it looking this coming semester, this coming fall. A lot of summer schools have been canceled. Some are offering online programs, fine. But this coming fall, it's going to be different. Now, it's going to be different for people returning. So if you were a freshman, sophomore, or junior, for instance, at, at say, UC Berkeley, it's going to be different. The colleges don't know what they're going to do yet. There, there's talk of an 80-20 plan, a 20-80 plan, and a zero plan. So an 80-20 plan would be 80% of the classes delivered, or excuse me, 80% of the students there, 80% of the classes delivered in person, 20% online, and that's it. There's also talk of 2080, which is only 20% of the classes and students there delivered in person and 80% online. And then there's also talk of zero. And zero means zero. So it's, it's highly unlikely that universities across America, and specifically California, are going, to, are going to shut their doors completely. But this brings a really important question about what people should do if, say, you're a senior in high school and you're looking to go to college. Now, there are lots of options here. Some students have the option to accept an offer from a university and request that they defer for a semester or a year. They could take a gap year and just say, hey, look, I want to I want to go to your school. I'm in. Thank you for the acceptance. I accept. I'm just going to wait six months. Some schools have that option. That is not a bad option to consider. Right? You, you defer for the fall. You stay at home. You stay healthy. You stay safe. Maybe you get a job. Maybe you do whatever. And then you roll in in January 2021. Now, that's a great idea. Not all schools allow you to do that. Some schools will allow you to take a gap year. So this is where you'd say, okay, look, I accept, but I can't do it this year for financial reasons, for whatever reasons, and obviously everybody knows. And what I would like to do is wait a year and come into the fall of 2021. So you avoid this entire next 12-month school year. So you, you, don't, you don't even touch college. Now, there are a lot of nuances to all of these options, just these two that I've outlined. First off, some people talk about, hey, what if I do a gap year or a gap year or, or just defer for a semester and I take classes at, say, the local junior college like DVC? Well, you're going to want to be really careful with that because what happens if you do that for some schools is some schools will actually consider that college courses that you're full-time enrolled in and then you will not be able to get back into the university as an accepted student or deferred student. You will then be a transfer student. You may have to go through the entire application process again. And let's be clear, if you don't take your classes seriously at the JC, like if I went to DVC for a semester or two while I waited, my, my deferral, my gap year, if I went, went to DVC and I didn't get great grades, and then they say, whoa, 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 
you've already started college somewhere else, you have to reapply. And then I say, oh, shoot, I only got like a 3.2. And I had been in high school getting a 4.0. They may not accept me. So it, you have to be careful, okay? You have to decide, look, if I am going to attempt to defer, if your university or college accepts a deferral or a gap year, you have to figure out what exactly you're allowed to do in the interim. That's a, that's a big piece. Now, let's say you want to start at this school, whatever school you got into, but finances are a thing. For a lot of students, this is the case. The problems that people are running into are centered around what will happen and what value do I get out of going to that school? What will happen at that school if, say, I'm going to a small private school that's not world-renowned small private, but it's just it's a smaller private school and say I got you know like a 3-2 or a 3-3 and, and I got into this school and it costs something like forty dollars or $50,000 a year. Well, if it holds in-person classes and I go and I live there, then fine. I get my normal college experience. It's what I signed up for. I'm happy about it. But if it's forty dollars or $50,000 and they say, you know what? We're not allowing students on campus. We're 100% online. Then you're still living at home or wherever. I assume you're living at home. And you're watching YouTube videos, you're not having great back and forth with the professor, nobody nobody would argue it's the same quality of education or experience. Some people really want to go to USF. It's a, it's a smaller private school. It's not cheap. It's not a bad education. But you'd be very hard-pressed to argue that going to USF, having in-person classes, having the connection with the faculty and the school, and living in the city is the same as hanging out in Concord, living at home, never really meeting your professor, and just watching YouTube videos and turning in online quizzes. That's a distinctly different experience, and it's a distinctly different education. I can attest to this. Doing online, or excuse me, Zoom, Zoom SAT classes, I work extremely hard. I did not realize how easy it was to do in-person classes. The Zoom classes, they work. They work for sure, but one, I have a very small group of students. I'm only dealing with four to six students at a time. One class right now only has two students. So I have a very intimate relationship with these people. I literally have one-on-one conversations with them every class. And I can talk to them and show them things on, I have a a mirrored iPad that, that pops up on the screen. And I can work through individual problems with these students, but oh my gosh, to keep them engaged and keep them going. I have, to, I have to drink enormous amounts of coffee because it's just harder when you're interacting with a computer. Now, it's working. I'm doing this, but I can see, gosh, man, if you didn't have somebody with a small number of students who really, really wanted this to work, I could see that really being a problem. Not just in SAT prep, but go to a, go to a psych class online or a psych discussion. Even if I had 10 students in the class or, or, or 20 Gosh, man, it would be hard. It'd be almost impossible. Anyway, so that's that's something to think about. If you're going, intending to go to a small private school and it's a high possibility that they might go online, 
you may want to ask if you can defer or you may want to consider, hey, is it really worth it to do this? Maybe I just go to a JC and I reapply later on because you're going to spend an enormous amount of money and maybe it's worth it to you, but you're going to spend an enormous amount of money if, if the smaller private schools go online, you don't get the connection and the experience, which is what a lot of people go to smaller private schools for. You don't go to USF because you want to be in 200-person lectures. You don't go to LMU or Chapman because you, you don't want to know your professors. You go for those specific reasons, and those relationships are going to be more difficult. Now, San, Diego, or excuse me, San Jose State University, CSU San Jose, um, has come out and said that for the fall 2020, it will be doing the majority of its classes online. It just came out and said this, I think it was this morning or yesterday. And there will be some things like dance classes or yoga classes that have to be done in person, but it is coming out and leading the way from the CSUs saying, hey, look, we're not going to we're not going to have in-person classes for like a math class or something like that. And some of the Cal State East Bay campuses have said the same thing. So you have, again, some of the state schools that are a little bit cheaper. They're about $9,000 tuition. Some of those are allowing students to just stay at home and, and take the online classes. Now, it's not, again, I don't think it's going to be the same level of education, but at the very least, it's $9,000. That's not as cheap as doing DVC, which is, say, 1500 But if you got into Cal Poly, for instance, and they're offering you online classes, Cal Poly is the best of the CSUs. Let's be clear. Cal Poly is world class. Those are some heavy hitters. If you got in there and they offer you online classes, I would think really long and hard about, about thumbing your nose at it. it it's not going to be easy to get back into that school if you start doing DVC. I'm not saying impossible, and you're likely a good student anyway, but it's not going to be easy. So it may be worth the $9,000, and you save the fifteen dollars or $20,000 that, that you have with room and board and the dorms and, and eating and everything. You can just, again, live at home or, or wherever else. Maybe you move in with friends somewhere. But the point is, Cal Poly, from an education standpoint, is not, is not one of those schools you can likely turn down. So that's really what it comes down to. You have to weigh how hard it was to get into the school, how badly you want to go there, and what you want to go there for. If you're going for the connection, for the one-on-one kind of intimate relationship with, with your professors and your, your community, and it's a really expensive small private school and they go online, you, you may really have to think about that. Is this worth it right now? If you're going to one of the larger public schools, like Cal Poly or let's say Berkeley, they have not come out and said what they're going to do, but you can be sure whatever the offering is, they have a lot of people who want that spot. If you have a spot there, man, they want it. Somebody else wants it, and UC Berkeley needs to get it filled. So whether they offer online classes or some kind of hybrid in-person and online classes, you should genuinely think about that. Because if you, if you defer or if you really push, they say, well, we'll give you one semester. And you say, well, I want two semesters. If you really push, they may just replace you. And lastly, you really need to think about the financial cost of all of it. If you got into college now, you can probably get into college later. And if you really feel like the in-person connection with the community at public or private is, is really key for you and that's worth a large part of it then 
then it may just not be worth it, even for for a uh, California State University like Chico or Cal Poly or, or Long Beach. If if it's just not worth the $10,000 in taking online classes, then maybe consider just doing DVC and reapplying. This is not ideal, let's be clear. Students have worked enormously hard, hard excuse me, hard for years and years, and, and it stinks. Fine, I get it. But parents have also saved, potentially since the day you were born, to send you to college. They have saved an enormous amount of money. And... And some parents, in spite of that, are still going to need to take out loans, and, and this is a big thing. Parents and students take out loans. So, again, not ideal, not fair by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what? We're here. We're still alive. And, and sometimes you just need to make the best of it. So, again, consider taking a deferral. Consider taking a gap year if your universities allow that. If they're going 100% online and it's just not worth it to you financially, then take that into consideration. And if you're if you're at a a very coveted public or private school, and and they go online and you don't want to do the online, you should really think about that. You should think about okay, look, it will be online for a semester or two. I don't really like that, but it might be really hard to get back in here. Right? Once you've climbed that hill, you don't necessarily want to start at the bottom again. So things to think about. I'm Matt Todd, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of College Chaos. Go out and crush it.